All right, newsflash, special bulletin. Turns out that Chupacabra was actually just a really sad dog. Oh, um, no. I know, I know. He's got a skin condition. Leave him alone. Um, Rob, how's it going? Great. Um, yeah? Guys, guys, if you are just tuning in for the first time, this is conspiracies and stuff. That uh, That voice you just heard was that of Gabriel, and uh, this voice you're hearing now is that of Robert, and uh, we together are um, the newest home to conspiracies, mysteries, and and spooky monsters, especially this week. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that sounds great. Speaking of spooky monsters, you probably just heard my dogs in the background. Uh, get used to it. Um, which by the way, it, it was a, it was a stormy, uh, rainy day here in Dallas, which I thought was perfect weather for recording uh, a special episode about the creepy crawlies that lie in the woods. Um, let me just say that, uh, I'm a city boy. Um, I don't ever leave the, the comforts of the city or, um, even suburban areas. So, so Talking about things in the woods is 100% uh, the reason I don't go into the woods. Um, yeah. So For I, sure. Yeah. I am no, uh, people, anyone who knows me knows that I notoriously hate outside. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the fear or the idea of things being outside that are scary is just awful to me, but intriguing. I like to uh, uh, read about them and watch them from the safety of my home. Um, <laughs> and, you know, as this is getting released, it is October. It's perfect time to start getting spooky, um, start watching scary stuff. Um, so yeah, it'd be fun to take a little road trip across this country and explore the, the deep lakes and the dark woods and all the little nooks and crannies where monsters like to hide. Um, right. And you best believe throughout the country, each state has their own legend and myths and their own monster. Boy, howdy do they? Um, it's so funny that like, I, so I looked up a list and there's this great map that I found of the most popular uh, monsters across America. And it's so crazy how many lake monsters there are in America, how many uh, tall, hairy creatures, and and then uh, just an assortment of, like, other. There's, like, a category that's just <laughs> other that's that are so strange. Um, that's intriguing. I had no idea. What, what, what falls under the category of other? Um, well, you could say the uh, Lizard Man of Scape oh, or Swamp in South Carolina, the Loveland Frogman in Ohio. Um, there's an assortment of big cats, like unusually big cats that aren't categorized as anything else. But, um, oh, one of my favorite ones is the, the Puckwudgie, which is a small humanoid trickster kind of character. That's crazy. I've never heard of such a thing. There's so many. Everything from the Chupacabra to Mothman to Big Feet. There's just no shortage of of weird monsters in this country. Now, that last one that you mentioned, what was it called again? A puck wedgie? Yes. What did you call it? A a, a puck. um, Let's see. (laughs) Let me check my pronunciation. I'm going to go with puck wedgie. 
Pukwudgie. Okay. You know, you do realize you could say anything right now, and I'd be like, oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. I, uh, I had yes, no idea. Fluterwonkle. It's uh, a <laughs> native to uh, Arizona. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I would, I'd, I'd be like, please tell me more. Um, <laughs> well, because well, I have no idea. You know what's funny is a lot of these, as I've researched um, so many of these, a lot of them follow the same pattern, which either gives more credence to the creature because they're obviously all the same species or less credence to it because they're obviously just copying each other and making up mm. these creatures. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know which way. It, I guess it's up to our listeners to decide. Um, right. But, before we jump into all that, I would like to say that uh, this show that you're listening to right now is on iTunes and we're on all uh, Google Play, Stitcher. We're on all the normal platforms. So please subscribe to us. Um, tell a friend. Um, definitely uh, rate us and leave a review. Um, we also have a Facebook group where you can see pictures. We'll be talking about some of these creatures today and we'll be loading some pictures on our group um it's called conspiracies and stuff podcast that's the facebook group join the discussion um let us know what you think let us know if there's a local legend some kind of creature in your neck of the woods uh we'd love to hear from you yes and i personally love to uh just any article that i find that it's slightly creepy i just post on that on that facebook page and uh yeah i'm all about it i'm so glad i have a place to just like unload all my weirdness onto yeah, and you know the, what? people people seem to like it. Yeah, it's catching on. Um, we at the time of this recording, we've had it up and running for about a week, but um, it's uh, yeah, it's starting to catch on. So it's going to be. I think we're going to get a lot more discussion as these episodes start rolling out. Um, you know where I think we should start. Let's get in our car, get a roadmap of America. Why don't we head to? Uh, how about? Kentucky, no, West Virginia. Let's go to West Virginia. All um, right. To a I believe, creature. Yeah, I believe that's the home of the Mothman. Am I wrong? You are correct. Point Pleasant, ah. West Virginia. Let's talk about that Mothman. Let's <laughs> well, get first into of all, it. It was, a, it was a 2002 movie starring uh, Richard uh, Gere. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Richard Gere. Gear. That's right. And um, the lady and from the Dermal uh, Thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's a, that's a later episode of conspiracies and stuff. It's not that's real. Folks. Celebrity. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe you were going to say Laura Linney. I was right? thinking Deborah Messing, but I I could be wrong. It might be Laura Linney. She, you know, maybe they're both in there. I think they're both in there. There's more than two ladies in this movie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, um, I'm looking right at it. Tell okay. us more about the Mothman incident. Uh, well, um, it is a large creature with a man body. Uh, it's all in black. I want to say black furs. Is that right? Yeah. Um, you know, with a lot of these sightings, there's a lot of discrepancies. Um, okay. But yeah, usually dark kind of furs is what I've um seen in my investigations and then large uh i want to say seven foot wingspan yes um and then probably the most notable um detail about it is its large glowing red eyes 
beautiful, piercing red eyes. Um, but yeah, that's the thing that people point out most when they talk about the Mothman sightings. Right, but so I've heard two different versions of this. I've heard that it is uh, a creature that that tends to um, kind of haunt, or you know, <laughs> at the very least, annoy the people of West Virginia. Uh, but I've also heard that it, there was a supernatural um, quality about it that uh, uh, whenever people come in contact with it, like a little bit of maybe bad luck will rub off on them. Um, there was uh, the collapse of a of a very large um, populated bridge um, uh, that was associated with the Mothman. Um, unfortunately, I forget uh, what oh, year it was. I got some backup for you. I got some backup. Okay. Um, December 15th, 1967, um, 46 people died when a bridge collapsed. Um, people spotted the Mothman on that bridge for days leading up to this collapse. Um, Mm -hmm. they, they kept saying, so there's, there is some question as to whether the Mothman was warning them that something is coming or if the just the presence of the Mothman created this this negative incident, um, but a lot of people spotted just these these big wings and big red eyes um, prior to the incident, during the incident. Um, the I think most of the encounters uh, happened within a year span, um, from November 1966 to December 1967. The initial sighting that I um, saw was um, five men were digging a grave, which is already, you know, kind of spooky. They're digging yeah. a grave, and uh, they it's see this... this uh, and they had the person wasn't even dead yet. That was the most creepy part. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, they spotted a man-like figure flying through the trees above them. Um, a couple days later, a couple two young couples uh, told the police that they saw a large uh, creature with wings and glowing red eyes in a wooded area, and it started following their vehicle. Um, and over the next few days, there were several more sightings, and then it kind of just kept on happening over the course of the next year until finally uh, the bridge collapsed. Um, I haven't found much on the creature since then. It seems to have died down, but it, it has become a local legend. There's even a statue that I found that was erected in town. It's a beautiful bronze statue i'm gonna guess um he's got his beautiful silvery yeah yeah he's got uh big wing butterfly wings almost from the look of this we're gonna post that on our facebook group but um he's got his little um he's like yeah he's like all metallic except the the red eyes in the actual statue and he's just kind of chilling looks like it's in town square or something so i think that's a common theme that we see in a lot of these creatures is that the towns really embrace it um in an earlier episode we talked about how roswell really embraced the whole incident and everywhere you look all over town is is alien stuff and with a lot of these creatures you see a lot of statues erected you see a lot of t-shirts um saying hey we saw the the frog man we saw the moth man um so that's a really common yeah. theme now, do you think that's a, a like a celebration or an appreciation of the the town folklore, or do you think it's like a 
like an uh, an offering to uh, to the Mothman, like here's a statue, please leave us alone. Um, or do you think it's a warning to outsiders? I don't know. I just find it really strange. Um, you know, we are talking about, uh, especially you know, if, uh, in this particular instance, if it's associated with the collapse of a bridge where almost fifty people died, I don't. Um, I don't know if it's a, such a wise idea to say that's a tragedy. Let's make a statue. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know, but I don't know. They the fact that they have like a festival and the statue to go along with it is it was so weird to me. It is. It is weird. I I think it's probably a mix of both. It's probably a mix of um, you know fear of it, but also just. M- marketing and taking pride in like that's what put your town on the map that's what makes your town unique a lot of these small towns um you know they they like to have some kind of claim to fame like they are the number one blah 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 in america or they're the home of you know whatever um it's it's something very common and so if you can find some kind of weird ass local folklore to to latch on to i think people just take that and they run with it and it's something that you see very common so so you're saying west virginia like state motto would be like number one in man-sized moths or (laughs) or something like that (laughs) last in education number one in moth size man-sized moths yes (laughs) no virginia's for lovers but west virginia's for moth people guard your sweaters Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> I like <Okay>. that. <laughs> All right. So that's West Virginia. Where's that he is, next? Um, you know what? Uh, By the way, I'm imagining in this in this uh, scenario, in this imaginary car ride across the country, you're the one driving, and I'm in the trunk. Oh, wait a minute! That makes me sound horrible. <laughs> no, I think it's just. Um, I think you like it in the I, trunk? That's just where I belong. Okay, okay. Oh, boy. I got to tell you. So, um, X-Files is going to come up every single week. <laughs> and uh, there are some great X-Files episodes about a lot of these creatures that we talk about. Um, but the trunk thing reminded me of an episode <laughs> called Home. Um, there's... Uh, a scene where someone hides in a trunk. That's all I'll say about it. If you've never seen it, um, you should definitely watch home tonight on like a, a stormy night. It's uh it's a wonderfully scary, creepy episode. I think okay. it still holds up, but um, yeah, there's a, there's a great trunk reference there. So I'm not too familiar with that show, but the, the few <clears throat> times that I have watched it, I have found myself like uh, seeing eye to eye with uh, Scully, the redhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just her her um, exasperated size and her eye rolling and her just yeah I, well, I like that it's that's funny what I, that's what I look for in a woman <laughs> yeah oh oh for sure me too me <laughs> same here um, as a kid I was always just like yeah Mulder's right like Scully why don't you believe him as a grown man it's like he sounds like a nut job of course she doesn't believe him she's definitely the right one. Um, but they have great episodes about um, 
uh, Bigfoot and End of the Lake Monster episode. There's a Jersey Devil episode. There's a lot of really great ones that cover some of the stuff we talk about today. Um, speaking of, uh, you know what? That's not a great transition because it's not speaking <laughs> of anything that I'm about to jump into. <laughs> Let's jump into uh, Bigfoot. Uh, so Bigfoot is known for his territory in the Pacific Northwest. Um, but in my research, there are so many more across the country. But Bigfoot is, is most notable. Um, but did you know there is also a Honey Island Swamp Monster in Louisiana? Um, I did not. Let me tell you about him. He is, or she, you know what? I'm going to be very modern. He or yeah. she it's 2018. Is, Swamp monsters can be any gender. That's right. I did not mean to assume his gender, you do her you gender. Swamp monsters. <laughs> you do you. Um, okay, seven feet two, gray hair, yellow eyes, disgusting smell accompanies this creature. Okay, it's been spotted since 1963. Um, Momo is short for the Missouri monster. Uh, it is seven feet, two inches, uh, a terrible odor, um, long hair covering its eyes. This one, however, is a little bit more distinguishable because it has, quote, a large pumpkin-shaped head. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Some theorize that it's a rogue Native American tribe that is just taken to the woods and um, really learn to adapt and hide in the woods. Uh, there's a great episode of The X-Files about that. Um, let's see. The Mogollon Monster from eastern Arizona um, uh, on the Mogollon Rim. Um, it's also 7 feet 2 inches. Uh, it has a strong, pungent odor with it that smells specific. They get very specific with this. Dead fish, okay. skunk, decaying moss body odor and musk of a snapping turtle um, that is very specific yeah 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 uh it's nocturnal and omnivorous very territorial they say if you if you impede on any of its territory that they people have said to have been chased off by it um there's something called the fook monster in arkansas um spotted since the early 70s large with dark hair seven feet two inches um Okay. Uh, long swinging arms, terrible odor that smells like a skunk or a wet dog. I hate that wet dog smell, by the way. So that would be terrible to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, all of these creatures across America all feature those same telltale signs of being seven foot two and, uh, horribly smelly. So you would think that there'd be more sightings of something so large and so, and so so foul smelling. Well, there, yeah. So that's one thing that people say about Bigfoot is that why don't we ever see them? Like a dead one. Uh, a lot of people point out that a lot of wild animals go somewhere to hide when they die, and so yeah. we would never find one because. And also, some animals are just if they're super intelligent. They would know their territory so well that they would be able to hide very easily. Mm -hmm. um, there's one in Florida called the Skunk Ape. Uh, 
Skunk yeah, ape. you were you were talking about that, and and I'm I'm sorry I cut you off because you're I'm sure you were just about to answer my question of what is the difference between a skunk ape and and a, a traditional Bigfoot. As far as I can tell, just location, 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 location. Um, but not a smell. Ape, uh, I guess their their <laughs> their their odors vary a little bit. Um, sure. Let's see. This one is skunk ape. AKA Swamp Cabbage Man, Swamp, <laughs> <laughs> swamp Ape, Stink Ape, uh, Florida Bigfoot, the Mayaka Ape, and Swamp Squatch, which is my personal favorite. Um, I would have gone with that for their marketing. Um, he's said to have an unpleasant odor. Uh, lots of sightings in the 60s and 70s. Uh, in the ni- in 1974, he was spotted, or she was spotted, in a suburban area of Dade County, just wandering through neighborhoods. Like several people spotted him. Um, it it does make you wonder about when when you do have eyewitness testimony, is it just a bear? Is it just there's been a lot of hoaxes. I know that for sure. There's been like a lot of Bigfoot hunters that claim to have found hair and footprints. And then they later find that those footprints were man-made. Like someone actually put a, made a cast and went out and walked around like in fake Bigfoot big shoes. Foot feet. Yeah, yeah. Bigfoot feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, as soon as you, as soon as you said Florida, I, I was immediately like, Oh, don't even worry about it. They're just crazy. Of course, Florida has the best names. Swamp Cabbage Man. Swamp, Swamp Cabbage Squatch, Man. <laughs> Swamp Ape. Stink Ape. They're just, yeah, Florida. Magical things happen in Florida. Um, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, see, in my research about Bigfoot, all I found was that they really enjoyed Jack Lake's uh, beef jerky. Oh, I've seen a documentary about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. They're all about marketing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So I have to just say that my earliest experience with Bigfoot um, was with Harry and the Hendersons. Do you recall <gasps> that movie? Oh, my God. How did I not even think about that? In all my research, I totally forgot that Harry and the Hendersons was a thing. I loved that movie when I was a kid. Um, I remember it making me feel really bad for for the Sasquatch. Um, I don't really recall why. Um, And I also recall that I had John Lithgow in that movie. Am I wrong about that? He was in that movie, yeah. Okay, yeah. But, um, yeah. I think he looked sad. I think Bigfoot looked sad in that movie. He had sad eyes. I I think it was like a situation where he, he couldn't live with the family anymore, right? I don't know. I don't recall. Mm, we may have to watch it and give a review. You may have to watch it and report back. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what? There was also a Sasquatch in um, in comic books in Alpha Flight. Wasn't there? It's a, true. Was his name yeah. just Sasquatch? Uh, yes, uh, he was a Canadian superhero who worked uh, uh, for the Canadian government called Alpha, uh, in a superhero team called Alpha Flight. And he um, was large and brown. Yeah. <laughs> that, he, that's all I got. He was kind of, I guess he was like the Canadian beast. He was just I, a yeah, guy. I don't think he was, I don't think he was smart. Um, I think he was just on the team for brute strength. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. A, yeah. Mm. Tomato, tomato. 
You say interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've always had a weird fascination with Canadians. So I've always loved the idea of Alpha Flight. Um, Not enough to actually like read any of the comics, but um, you know. You or anyone else. Let me tell you. Take that, Alpha Flight. (laughs) (laughs) Take that, (laughs) Canadia. I meant to oh. say Canada. <laughs> oh boy! All right, you know what? Let's <laughs> Me head <American> over. Smart. <laughs> Let's head over to Kentucky. There's a okay. monster there that we got to check out. Is it Colonel Sanders? Well, it's uh, you know that finger looking good. This is called the Pope Lick <laughs> Monster. Um, the Pope Lick Monster in Kentucky is part man, part okay. sheep part goat hmm that's three parts one part man one part sheep one part goat um you know i i would consider the sheep and the goat pretty close <laughs> like um what uh, that makes me yeah. wonder what uh like what what, what <laughs> is he just woolly but also has horns i don't know i didn't get a good picture there's strangely enough there are no great pictures of this creature um it oh but this yeah, it has a great a story. Shocker. Okay, let's hear <laughs> it. It lives beneath the railroad bridge in uh near Louisville, Kentucky. Uh it's said to hypnotize and use voice trickery to lure people to the bridge and then they get hit by the train. Uh oh, sometimes cool. it convinces them to jump off the bridge. Um the origin is said to be some kind of circus freak that vowed revenge after being mistreated. Others say it was just some kind of monster that was created in the local area. But either way, it lives its days now under the bridge and lures people to it, to their death. Um, a lot of these stories, a lot of these creatures have very interesting origins. Um yeah. Some more than others. Some are just like, well, it's just a hairy guy that lives out in the woods. Like that's all they really got for it. <laughs> like Skunk Ape doesn't really have much of an origin. He just stinks and lives in Florida. Um, <laughs> you just described half of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Florida. <laughs> We're really handing out uh, something. Yeah, Nugget. your state looks like a penis. I'm sorry, but it does. <laughs> Take that. Yeah, and you, yeah. And you got a real problem with alligators, I think. Yeah, uh, they got a real problem with everything, really, to be honest. It's true. We it's could probably true. do a whole, we should do a whole episode on Florida, Florida articles. I, yeah, I would not, it would not surprise me to find out that there is something in the water that makes people just absolutely insane in that, in that state. That makes sense. Yeah, I, w- I would not be surprised either. Um, How often are you hearing headlines that start with Florida man or Florida woman? It seems like increasingly it, it right. it's it's getting to be more and more. And I'd like to point out we're not making fun of Florida. We're just really concerned. Yes, we are concerned citizens. Yeah, we're I mean, coming from t- a couple of Texans. I mean, if we're making fun of Florida <laughs> for their ridiculous stories, you know, something's really wrong. I just called it Canadia. So, yeah, <laughs> I have no room. <laughs> I have no room <laughs> to be talking smack, but here we are. Here um, we are. Wait, I meant to ask you when you were talking about Bigfoot. No, a, a lot of these creatures that you're talking about are 
you know, to be frank, sound like bullshit. It sounds completely 100% made up. Um, but the Bigfoot stuff, that one I'm on the fence about. I'm not saying that it's uh, real or that I necessarily believe it. I am saying that there are more sightings of that particular creature than any of the others that you've mentioned so far. Um, so there's, I don't know if that has to do with popularity um, or what's known that we don't know. Right. So what is yeah, your take on that? Yeah, and it's also, okay, so Bigfoot has longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Native Americans have stories about Bigfoot living. And, and you know, you have a much denser wooded area in the Pacific Northwest. And you have a, a less dense population of humans in mm-hmm. that area. Um and so I do find it believable that there could be something. I mean, there are so many species of um, creatures that we, I mean, like there are animals that are being discovered today. Like, I think I read a statistic that there are something like 10 new species discovered every day. Um, there are, there was the most famous story being like the the coelacanth fish uh, it was famously thought to be extinct since the Cretaceous period, and it was found off the coast of South Africa in 1938. This is something that we only had fossils of. We assumed it was dead because no one had ever seen one. And and 65 million years ago, I mean, Chris, Chris, uh, the Cretaceous period was Tyrannosaurus rex and Triceratops. That's the last time we thought the coelacanth was alive. And they found it alive in 1938. So... It's very possible that creatures are just not in plain sight. And with humans invading on more and more territory, um, it's possible that they just go further and further into hiding uh, to avoid us. So what do you think? Um, if, there, if there was a Bigfoot um, out there, how do you, what do you think its origins are? Do you think it's... Uh, you know, uh, a part of our, um, a part of our ancestors that might have branched off of a, of the evolutionary chain, or do you think it's a creature that um, has always existed and uh, looking like that or in that form? Uh, I should say. Do you think it's alien in nature or supernatural? Um, I think it would have to be some kind of like missing link, like some okay. somewhere along our evolutionary branch that broke off and eggs like e- evolved off of our early branch many, many millions of years ago mm-hmm. um, that we're somewhat related to. Um, but uh, yeah, I would have to think it would be some kind of primate uh, in nature okay. for sure. Yeah. That would be um, my guesses too, as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes the most sense. I would love for one day to wake up, turn on the news, and to just hear, "Well, we did it. We caught a Bigfoot." <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would die happy. <laughs> it would just be all my dreams come true. As long um, as we leave it alone. And, sure. Uh, yeah. Keep it in the woods. I'm very anti-zoo. Uh, I'm one of those weirdos. Um, I don't, I don't like zoos. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, as long as, as long as we discover it and take some really nice photos and then leave it alone, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm all for that. 
Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be a nice end to the story, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think That's so. That's very sweet. Uh, well, you know what? Let's uh, get back in our automobile. Get back in the trunk. We're uh, we're heading up to New Jersey. Let's uh, we'll take a couple pit spot pit stops, but uh, we're gonna end in uh, New Jersey. Um, New Jersey is uh, the Garden State, um, and in that garden, they have a mysterious creature called the Jersey Devil. All right, get out of the trunk. Yes. Take it away. <laughs> All right. The Jersey Devil. First of all, when when I knew we were doing this episode and you had told me about the Jersey Devil, which I had forgotten about the existence of that, um, I kept picturing uh, the Tasmanian Devil in Space Jam with that with the stupid jersey on uh, the basketball jersey. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is going to be so lame. Um, no, it's fascinating this uh, this one yeah this one has like a really deep rich history that um has all kinds of twists and turns that i did not see coming this one might have the most fascinating backstory for sure um i have a couple friends in new jersey colleen and nikki if you're listening maybe you guys can uh write to us and let us know if you've had any encounters with the jersey devil but um yeah let's get into the history of this well first let's describe it Okay, well, 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 listen up. Uh, it's got, like, <laughs> very large, uh, like, bat wings. Um, it's got uh, hooves, very similar to a goat or to, like, um, a goat. Uh, and the head is very horse-like, I found, or um, maybe goat-like. Uh, horns. Um, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know how tall it is. Do you? Um, I did not get a height description, but I would, I would assume just like, um, it's seven foot, two inches. Yeah. That's almost what everything comes out to be, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pungent I don't know how odor. Is, probably. I'm sure. No, I did send you a photo that is startling. Um, uh, it's going to be on our Facebook group. This photo that I'm looking at is you see some sky and you see some trees and just floating along in the air is oh it gives me chills and goosebumps what looks like a small goat with wings (laughs) and it's just being menacing in the air see that's Um, not what i got out of this what i got out of this was like (laughs) oh this is a pinata that got away it it looks like a pinata (laughs) (laughs) It's the most ridiculous photo I have ever seen. It's it, hilarious. It looks it's... like on The Simpsons when uh, Smoochie went back to his home planet and it was just like the <laughs> the drawing just like went off the... <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining there's two country bumpkins, one's holding a goat with wings wrapped around, you know, like tied to its body, uh-huh. and the other one's holding like a disposable Polaroid <sighs> camera. And he's like, all right, go for it. And he's just like throws this goat into the air. <laughs> yep. That's what and it then, looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And then he captures a photo. Um, yeah. It's Oof. the most ridiculous thing. But it's it's hilarious. Uh, it is. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, it, it definitely looks like like a pinata that's just gotten away from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you hit it too hard. And yeah. I've uh, seen descriptions that say it's kangaroo-like. Um, yeah. definitely has horns and, uh, another distinguishing feature is that it has a forked tail. 
Yes, and the the kangaroo thing, that actually comes from um, there was a, a a museum in New Jersey that was capitalizing on the hysteria of uh, the Jersey Devil, and what they did was they um, they they actually got a large red uh, kangaroo. Uh, it was naturally red uh, red fur, and then they put green stripes across its body, and then tied, um, or I believe it said uh, they glued. Uh, bat wings to its back yikes yeah this poor animal um but the um the exhibit was crazy successful um and uh just gave even more credit to the uh the the rumors that it was kangaroo like in appearance so that reminds me of like the early um days of like uh might have been pt barnum when he um, sewed a fish to a monkey, like a little Reese monkey or something, and he yeah. advertised it as a mermaid. Uh, and so you yeah. just kind of saw like this little mummified monkey with the fishtail, but it was just something they literally stitched together. And he, he sold so many tickets, people just kind of coming in to see it. Um, yeah. I guess uh, our... Uh, I want to say, I really want to say that our audiences today are a lot more sophisticated, but um, maybe not. Uh, one other thing I read <laughs> is that it this creature often has this blood-curdling scream oh, uh, that, that is just kind of terrifying. No, I haven't um, heard that. Uh, you don't want to hear it. It's whew, <laughs> it's horrible. Um, now, let's go into the origins now that we kind of have a description of the Jersey, Jersey Devil. This will be interesting because I'm curious what you've heard versus what I've heard. Um, Well, uh, the the story goes back. I mean, it goes way back to uh, 1735 um, when um, I'm sorry, 1687. I was looking at the wrong number uh, when uh, a man named uh, Daniel Leeds, um, who was this um, really smart, well-to-do, well-educated um, Quaker comes to America and starts creating this, um, he starts publishing a, an almanac. Um, and for those who, who don't know, almanacs used to be, um, the way that like farmers, uh, would, uh, no one would be the best time to plant, uh, or harvest or, um, other farm terminology that I'm not familiar with. Um, and the, the problem that they that he had uh, with the almanac was that his fellow uh, Quakers kind of took issue with the uh, prediction of the weather. They thought that was um, sacrilegious, and uh, yeah, like um, when you're predicting the future, you're uh, evil somehow. Um, you're defying God, right? Um, and so. You know, he didn't really take too kindly to that. Um, he, you know, he tried to get along with his Quaker uh, brothers, but essentially, I mean, eventually, excuse me, he just left the Quaker religion. And actually, he ended up writing like a really like scathing review of the Quaker religion and just like bashing it. And um, that didn't go over so well. Um, and then to make matters even worse for for him. Um, here soon after, rather, we get, uh, a young man named, uh, Benjamin Franklin, 
um, who came along with his almanac that was actually a little bit more popular, a little bit more informative, uh, just had um, more things to offer. And so at the time that Benjamin Franklin's uh, almanac was taking off, it was called, um, oh, what's that called? Poor David's Almanac, I believe. Uh, Poor Richard's Almanac? Yes, thank you. I don't know where the word David came from, the name David. Um, Poor Richard's, but yes. Um, Around that time, uh, Daniel left his uh, almanac to his son, Titan, which is an amazing name, Titan Leeds. And the two of them, uh, Titan and Benjamin Franklin, just had, uh, just spent decades going after one another. And like one of the best things that um, Franklin ever did, which I found hilarious was in his almanac, he, um, he would have uh, horoscopes and he said that uh, uh, Titan would die on, on this specific date. Uh, I believe it was like October, it was October 17th. And then when October 17th, came to pass, which I imagine Titan spent like that month leading up to it. Just like so worried and so consumed with anxiety and fear. Like, Oh, I'm going to die. How is it going to happen? Who wouldn't? Yeah. Right. Um, and then once that day came and came and went, uh, Titan came out, uh, with an essay saying, you know, claiming that, um, Franklin was a liar and didn't know what he was doing. And he's just, um, putting false information out there. And then Franklin, <laughs> Franklin replies with, he's just a ghost. Don't listen to him, <laughs> which I thought was great. <laughs> like he died, he died and he's just a ghost. Don't even bother. Oh yeah. man. Burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that point goes to Benjamin Franklin. Uh huh. Um, he got, uh, but, what do they call it nowadays? Dragged. I think the, uh, kids. Is that <laughs> think like what when you get about burned kids? on oh, oh yeah that's right that's right see i was i was thinking uh trolling uh yeah, yeah, yeah. benjamin franklin was trolling huh? the original troll yep. yeah yeah um <laughs> uh sorry i, I so i didn't have any of that mine mine no what i read I think I saw something about it, but I skipped ahead to the uh, the 1735, the Jane Leeds story, which is Jane Leeds the daughter of? She's uh, related, and this was okay. about to, about to uh, I was about to, yeah, touch on that. So I figured, yeah, you know, I figured you were leading into this, yeah. Yeah, so everything that, that Daniel Leeds was doing with his original almanac um, and the pissing off the Quakers, they were the ones that were like, you're in league with the devil. Um, you're defying Christ by um, predicting uh, predicting weather and talking about astrological uh, signs and, and uh, horoscopes. So it was back then that they were starting to get an association with evil, with witchcraft, with you know, sorcery, and so on, so on. And so when everything was going on with Titan and Benjamin Franklin... And Franklin called him a ghost, as funny as it was to yeah. the more, um, I guess, uneducated, uncultured, um, you know, people at that time, of course, really did believe in that stuff and really feared it. And to, to have that association again. Um, so you have ghosts, you have 
demons and, and devils and all that stuff is now associated with the lead's name. Um, and so what the, the lady that you're talking about um, is another lead. Uh, she's another member of the lead's family. Um, when she was giving, are you about to get into the birth of her 13th child? Yeah, yeah. Well, what I found was that, yeah, she had 12 kids, and then she had a 13th, or was got pregnant with a 13th, and really didn't want a 13th. Like, I guess 12 is enough, but 13 uh, is where I draw the line. One is enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so at that time, by the time she's having her 13th child, you know, your family name is already associated with evil and yeah going against god and hating religion yeah so you're already your name has already been dragged through the mud so i will let you pick up with this 13th unwanted child it was a dark and stormy night she went into labor um her her voice cried out into the night and she gave birth to this normal looking like it looked like a healthy human baby um and she cursed this baby like she just like cursed it and damned it and then um it soon began from what i've read that it soon began to change form it started to grow hooves and it started to grow wings and a forked tail and then it killed the midwife um and it fled to the woods uh, and began, I guess, over the next uh, few months and years, it started killing local children. Um, is that pretty close to what you found in your research? Yes, but I had also heard uh, – well, I didn't hear nothing. No one's talking to me. I read <laughs> um, – <laughs> I had also read uh, that she was um, impregnated by the devil. Oh. So I, I had, Yeah, I had heard both, that she had, like, cursed this child – as it was being born, and then I had also heard that um, it was the, it was Satan's baby from the get go. Oh, I, there was also rumor that she was a witch. I read that that there was a lot of talk of her being a witch all along. Um, but I guess whatever the case, whether you're in bed with Satan, whether you're a witch, whether you know whatever the case is. She, the story goes that she has birth. She gives birth to this baby. It it. It starts to transform, flees into the woods, um, and from there the story just kind of takes off. And um, you know, there's, there were there's been a lot of sightings in those early days. Even Joseph Bonaparte, Napoleon's brother, um, he was hunting in 1820 in uh, the woods of the local area, and he spotted this creature. Um, other men of that time, there was a, a military group that was prepping and, and they were said to have spotted the creature and they fired a cannon at it and it did nothing, um, to the creature. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's a fascinating creature that has, I, I feel like there's probably some kind of just urban legend and, and who knows what really happened, but over the, when you have something that goes back so far and has such a great origin story, yeah, it's probably something that people have told over and over and over again to where you, you know, you think you, people can think they see something. And the first explanation is, Oh, it's the Jersey devil. 
Yeah, it's I I didn't actually read anything about um his victims or if he has like a a specific style of hunting um people or anything like that. I I everything I found was about its origin and like all of the stories that led up to the culmination of this this rumor, this uh myth. Um one of the pictures that I found uh, which I I love it. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's so adorable. Um, and I think I sent it to you. Uh, it's this picture uh, of this, I, what looks to be like a wood or etching, um, a wood carving or an etching of a, uh, of a little dapper man, a little dapper devil with a, uh, a suit jacket. Wings. Oh yeah. He does look yeah, dapper. And then he's, and he's got like a a moon a crescent moon shaped head, very similar to McDonald's old. I was just mascot. thinking that, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's got like this this really goofy grin. It's adorable. It's pretty I mean, adorable. Yeah. yeah, he'll probably he'll probably kill you, but at least I'll, at least you give him a hug first. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we'll post that to our Facebook page. You'll see how adorable it is. If anyone's planning on getting a tattoo of it, I call dibs. Um, <laughs> um, it's, re- it's really cute. The X-Files did a great episode on the Jersey Devil, and they had a, a different take on it. Um, they It was one of the early episodes, too. Uh, it's like maybe episode four or five in the very first season. And um, somewhat like a family breaks down on the side of the road, and something attacks them, the dad anyway, and then the the wife and kids are picked up by the police the next day, and they say that that the dad was dragged into the woods. And um, there's a lot of local stories in this small Jersey town about some kind of creature in the woods. And then it later turns out to be like a, a family of like wild people who have just grown up in the woods and away from society. And the kids are like feral, and and it's um it's a really fascinating take on the Jersey Devil. Um, it, it doesn't incorporate any of the the hooves and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, X Files was really good about that, about like mixing up legends and like logical explanations for what they are. Um, but it's funny thinking about like all the rich history of the Jersey Devil because you can imagine being. Well, I mean, I, I don't know that I could necessarily imagine being a col- uh, a colonial person coming into America, but but like imagine being a person from another continent coming over here and hearing stories from like the native tribes of of like local monsters or local creatures, um, and then exploring this this new country. Um, with with maybe creatures you've never seen before that are you know normal creatures like uh, there's a great story of when the Spaniards first came over and they invaded uh, what is now Mexico. Um, the local tribes had never seen a horse, and oh, so, okay. so they saw these metal men riding on top of these four legged creatures. And they thought it was all one creature, um, and it it scared the hell out of them. They had never seen a cannon, and they thought—I mean, they just thought the world was ending. Um, these and you know, natives soon took two horses, and it became a big part of the Native American story. Um, riding horses, but um, 
it's it's one of those things like if encountering creatures in a land in a new land is it's such a weird thing like there's even stories of like manatees um when um uh Europeans first came over they saw manatees in the water and they thought they were mermaids i guess they thought they yeah. were like chunky little mermaids <laughs> and um it it's so funny to think i mean i can imagine you go to a new place and you encounter these creatures um, so many of them have been given explanations, but maybe it's possible that there are things that are still hiding that we've never been able to give explanation to. Right. Um, that's, that's totally true. Yeah. I mean, there are, there's gotta be creatures that, you know, that are completely nocturnal, um, and just, they come out when everybody else is asleep and, and during the day they hide in some, in some deep, dark hole that we just don't see and yeah that makes sense yeah um so the last little bit of our road trip the last leg is going to be dedicated to sea monsters um oh, a lot okay. of lakes have so you know the most famous one is loch ness in europe um there's a canadian one called ogopogo um but america has its own sea monsters um one of the most famous one is called champ or champy um, okay. In Lake Champlain, New York, Vermont area, there's been 300 reporting sightings of it, reported sightings of it, and it, this one also dates back a lot. Like the Bigfoot, it dates back to Native American tribes uh, have tale of like the sea monster that inhabits the lake. Um, Do you feel like that gives it more weight when it stay weird that it goes? All right, bye. That yeah. far back, it really, it really does, and it, it. Um, I think there's logical explanations for all of these sea monsters, whether it's um, because a lot of them have the same description. It is, you know, a head with like a serpent like body to where you see um, mounds sticking out of the water. Um, A lot of times it's just like a flipper that's seen. It's they just see the head. So it can very easily be a snake or a turtle or or even just some a log sometimes, too. Um, Loch Ness is most famously, uh, proved to be a hoax. Uh, the, the guy who, uh, who had that famous photo on his deathbed, I think, confessed to it being a hoax. It was like a a little motorized boat that he, uh, sent out there and took a picture of. Um, Hmm. so yeah, uh, but there's so many different lakes that have these monsters. Lake Tahoe in California and Nevada, um, has Tessie. Uh, it was also a Native American folklore. Um, they say it lives in the underwater caves. Um, it's been spotted many times since the 1950s. Um, even even to this day, there are still reports of it. Um, but uh, other lake monsters, uh, Lake Alkali in Nebraska, Bear Lake in Utah, um bessie is a sea monster in ohio they all have the same kind of name too kind of a pattern caddy chessy um <laughs> cassie um the flat really has be, a monster it's really hard to be uh afraid of these monsters when they have such adorable names <laughs> yeah yeah they well in a lot of these towns like um tessie like the lake tahoe one and and champ they have shirts and statues and just like the mothman they the towns really rally around it 
and and they really it it kind of becomes their mascot sometimes and so it's it is really fun to kind of think about these you know just what if sometimes they're just a, maybe even like a really big fish that kind of outgrew its 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 territory and and it becomes like a an urban legend and a local hero um there was there's another weird creature that I came across in my research called the Loveland Frogman of Ohio. What is that? Okay. It's supposedly a four foot tall frog slash frog slash man. Um, in 1955, a local man spotted three frog like men on the side of the road. Like that sounds terrifying. First of all, <laughs> but uh, and super yeah. creepy. Um, in 1972, like okay. local police sighted and killed an animal that was later realized to be an iguana with no tail. But it it was too late. Like, by the time they realized what it was, newspapers, local stories had just spread like wildfire, and it became this local legend. Um, in 2014, the town put on a musical called Hot Damn! It's the Loveland <laughs> Frog. Um, I sent you a lovely picture, I think. Of, yes, uh, you did. Um, what does it say? Something about, uh, I saw the Loveland Frog, man. And it's just a uh, nice little drawing of a little frog walking along the shore of a lake. On but, its own uh, legs, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's, I, saw, I saw that, and it, I, yeah, it's cute. It's a weird, weird story that I mean, like obviously the cops shot an iguana. They said, but you know the genie was already out of the bottle. I think at that point, like people just started saying, like, "Oh, they captured something. They they shot and killed it." And and with a lot of these stories, I think you hear the stories, you see something, and you identify. Oh, that must be the monster. That must that must be what it is. Um, it's it's really weird. Uh, the only other thing I have on our little tour is the chupacabra um surprisingly this one was one of the least interesting ones that i researched yeah i i was uh disappointed with how um boring or <laughs> boring is not the right also, word also very new a is lot it? yeah so i knew i had only heard of it in the 90s um apparently it started in 1995 um, oh, wow. Eight, eight sheep were found dead with puncture wounds in Puerto Rico, uh, drained of blood. And a Puerto Rican comedian in 1995 went on some radio show and, like, gave it that name. And then it kind of took off from there. I think they have retroactively given other similar incidents to that uh, mm -hmm. creature. But, yeah, that name was... And, and that explains why it all of a sudden was very hot in the 90s. There was an X-Files episode about it. And, um, yeah, it, it, it's really weird. It really, really took off. I think a lot of these are very easily dismissed as mangy dogs or diseased wolves. Um, right. But, yeah, that, that story was... There was a lot less meat on that bone than I expected. Yeah, but it's um I've seen I've seen a lot of videos of uh supposed capturings of uh or finding a dead a dead uh, uh body of a chupacabra mm -hmm. which are just turns out to be like a really emaciated sickly uh, uh dog or coyote or wolf or or something. 
but yeah, I had no idea. It was it was uh, a nineties craze, like slap mm, bracelets apparently. or skateboards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It should be included in more of those '90s, like that's so '90s. <laughs> that's I love the '90s. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's I, I, you know we probably hear about it more being from Texas because uh, it's it's range is like Texas to Arizona. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a lot more boring than I expected. But uh, yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? They can't all be winners. They wow. cannot all be winners. There, it's yeah. certainly a great uh, something that I've always been fascinated since I was a kid. I've been fascinated by Bigfoot and Loch Ness and and mm-hmm. all of these creatures. I think there's something. I think a lot of them are easily dismissible, but you know, I think when you have a touristy place or maybe a small town that doesn't have much claim to fame, I think it's easy to latch onto these stories and folklore. And to make something fun out of it, make a statue, make T-shirts. I think that's really fun. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, One of the things that that um, we didn't we didn't talk about, um, I think, mostly because you know, this this creature is uh, mostly forgotten because it's not harmful, it's not scary uh, or intimidating in in, in any way, and that is the uh, the jackalope. Oh yeah, yeah. Being from which Texas, is, yeah, yeah. Which is the uh, the body of a rabbit with uh, the the antlers of an antelope. Not very interesting, but <laughs> <laughs> that's why you didn't make the list, Jackalope. You know what you did. <laughs> but it's it's adorable. I'll give it. It that. is adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, if you like creepy creatures, which who doesn't, right? Um, I highly suggest checking out the TV show, um, well, The X-Files, of course, uh, but also Channel Zero. And we have a, um, a promo code for anyone that's interested in or that loves horror um, or the show Channel Zero, which I believe was originally a sci-fi show, but is now available on uh, the Shudder uh, streaming service. Uh, use promo code HORRORCZ and get free 30 days. That's C like Charlie, Z like Z. I don't know. Zebra. There you go. Um, or CZ like Channel Zero. How about yes. that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, check that out. There's this really creepy monster in, um, in Channel Zero that's just made up of, of lost uh, teeth. It's it's really bizarre looking and gives me chills. Yeah, but check it out. They have a lot of really, uh, really, really good, really classic, old, fun, scary movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a really great promo. So that is uh, for the Shutter streaming service. Promo code Horror CZ, and you get to watch Channel Zero on there. That sounds really cool. Um. I would like to say that uh, if you did not know, I have another podcast called Movies and Stuff with Robin Jay. If you search Robin Jay, it should come up uh, under Movies and Stuff. Um, I host that podcast and we talk about uh, all things film. Uh, we try to pick a theme and stick to it for the week. Uh, we usually play some kind of movie-oriented game. Uh, it's October now. We're we're doing uh, a lot of horror themes. We're talking about vampire movies, zombie movies. Um, definitely subscribe and uh, tell us what you think. Um, 
Tell us what you think about this show on our Facebook group, Conspiracies and Stuff Podcast. Um, and also tell us if you've if you've had any personal sightings uh, of Bigfoots um, or jackalopes, frogmen. Or, yes, we would love champs. to hear that. Yeah, any of those yeah. monsters, or maybe ones we've never we didn't even mention. Let us know. We would love to talk about it more. Um, yeah, so I think that's all I've got for the week. Yeah, I think I'm good. All right. Well, the only thing <laughs> left to say then is uh, keep it spooky. Keep it weird. All right. Bye.